This is totally not Danzig, and you're listening to the Shred Shack. Greetings, folks. I'm Dan Mack. And this is Chris Mack. Welcoming you to episode 194? No, that can't be right. 194. 194. Yeah. I mean, we've done a lot, but not like I thought we did like one more than that. Let's see. Well, <laughs> rewind. <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on. I'm pretty sure we're at 120 and 95 at this point. So, uh, yes, which we are, yes. yes. So, uh, welcome to episode 195. Thank you. There we go. After uh, a minute, we are already off to a great start. <laughs> it's uh, just one of those days, dude. Welcoming you to uh, the Shred Shack podcast, your premier source of news and uninformed yet heavily biased opinions pertaining to all things heavy metal, coming to you bi weekly through practically any streaming service, as well as airing from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. ish Central Standard Time, uh, Monday nights on Overkill Radio. Let's get started with previously on. We are still in uh, free flow episodes, so no previously on. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So previously on the Stretch Hack podcast, we had talked about one particular album that was just a whole lot of a whole lot of hot garbage, right? The the Maskin record Rush. And uh I shared with you Pitchfork's um fucking um review of this album. And I just love the opening, like the the click fucking bait here is that this album is absolutely terrible at every conceivable level. <laughs> well, they, there you go. So they rated it a two. I don't know what their what their ratings are, whether it's like a two out of ten or a two out of five, or whatever. But they rated it a two. And some of the shit they fucking they say in here is hilarious. Like it's vocally grating, lyrically unimaginative. And musically one dimensional. It is a rock album that sounds worse the louder you play it. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I would, I would certainly say that if you play it, if you play it louder than uh, at zero, um, <laughs> then then it would certainly be be terrible. It would certainly be bad. Yeah. So yeah, um, to reiterate once again, the Main Skin album sucks. Sucks, sucks. hard. Hard. So bad. Apparently, this is like one of their worst reviews ever. Like they 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 really went in on fucking um, Greta Van Fleet. Um, yeah. But apparently, this one, even though they they rated this album uh, higher than Greta Van Fleet by like like probably point two. Um, apparently, the 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 wording in this one was just a lot more brutal than the the Van, the Van, Greta Van Fleet one. Which is fucking definitely warranted. So I don't know how you can how you can you can get past the 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 phrasing of it's bad on every conceivable level. I'm pretty sure that just sums it up. Like <laughs> like like that that says to me there is no single redeeming quality to this record. Yeah, pretty much. And and you may read on for for more. For more skating words, so, but 
Yeah. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> bad, bad. I, I don't think we needed to just speak another 30 minutes about how bad that album was yeah yeah, yeah. Um, we, can, we, can, we can skip over that if you want to know our true feelings about it go to episode 194 and uh hear the opening of that episode yeah the first 45 minutes is just it's just us <laughs> like my god that album fucking sucks and then, and then the podcast was still like two hours after that <laughs> yeah pretty, pretty much um but otherwise, previously on, I, I do recall that there was something we had mentioned on old news that comes up in my uh, my my new business uh, bit, um, which I'll get to in a little bit. But yeah, but aside from that, uh, we haven't we haven't really paid attention to our, our Discord very much. It's been all quiet on the, on the front, which is good. You know, like my my kingdom continues to flourish. Um, <laughs> Old business, uh, yeah, same thing with the previously on. Um, but let's go on to new business. And with new business, we talk about new album releases, and I'm still stuck in January. Okay, well, I got a good portion listened to this this past two weeks. I'm going to do the uh, thumbs up, thumbs down mix thing like you do. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got first up, Zandria, the, war, the wonder is still awaiting. Thumbs up. Okay. Uh, Victor Smolsky. Uh, Guitar Force, thumbs up, and just by that title, you can tell what kind of music it is. Yeah, um, you know, it's is noodly shit, which is good. Um, Winery Dogs three, thumbs up. Uh, Winery Dogs, of course, being the supergroup with uh, Richie Cotson, Mike Portnoy, and Billy Sheen, fucking groovy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, Ruska, uh, Ruskaja, Ruskaja, yeah, uh, uh, Turbo Ruskaya. Ruskaya. Uh, Turbo Polka Party, uh, thumbs up. Apparently, they after shortly after releasing this record, they have broken up. Apparently, oh wow, yeah, yeah. Uh, but still, thumbs up. Party music, good stuff. Um, Funerals, let the earth be silent. Uh, it was mixed for me. Um, I think it's one of those things where like the style of music is not a hundred percent my thing. Um, it's good for what it is, but what it is is not my bag. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you're a fan of that particular style of music, it's probably pretty dope. But for me, it's mixed. Same thing with Holy Water, self-titled. Um, you know, same thing, mixed. Not my not my type of music, but it's probably good for what it is. Um, next up, I got Fixian, uh, Ad Astra. That was a thumbs up. Some metalcore shit there. Delane, Dark Waters was a thumbs up. Um, first album with their new singer. Mm-hmm. Oh, this one was a double thumbs up, and that is In Flames for Gone. All right, let's talk about this one for a hot second. We've been wanting In Flames to fucking kind of come back to like their melodic death metal roots, but no one asked them to go this fucking hard. It was, it's, it's a fucking motherfucker of a record. It is heavy as fuck while still maintaining the melody. It's it is probably one of the best ones they've released in a while. Like even even I Mask was okay, but this one is just a fucking beast. It's so good. Okay. Um, cool. Flub Dream World is a thumbs up. Um, Fred Los Fred Loss. Uh, it's self titled. Uh, this is a double thumbs up. If uh, if you're a fan of Elvady, uh, this is definitely uh, up your alley. So I should share it with uh, with Pat. He probably mm-hmm. dig it. 
Oh, uh, and last but not least is uh, Venom Morris, Drowned in Emotion, which is a thumbs up. And I believe this is the project, if I remember correctly, this is the project that Dave Lombardo is doing with his wife. And okay. it's, quite, it's quite good. Okay. Sounds good. Um, is it my turn? Yeah. Yep. That's uh, that's what I got. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I'm literally still on the 27th trying to finish up the month. I got caught up just a little. I got very sidetracked in the last two weeks. Um, but uh, on the 27th, so Black Star Riders, Wrong Side of Paradise, thumbs up. Uh, Riverside, ID Entity, mm-hmm. thumbs up. Catatonia, Sky Full of Stars, thumbs uh, double up. Yeah, Delay. buddy. Way up, whatever you want to call them. Two thumbs up, whatever. Uh, Laura Cox, head above water, thumbs up. Uh, ten, something wicked this way comes, somewhere between one and two thumbs up. Yes. Um, Iron Void, four, uh, thumbs up. <clears throat> Dust Prophet, one last look at the sky, thumbs up. Uh, you Me at six, Truth Decay was mixed. Not not a fan of the style. Okay. One of those, one of those bands that... Uh, tries to have really clever song titles so you know that their music is going to reflect that. Uh, uh. Uh, uh, Live Sin, Kali Yuga, thumbs up. Um, pretty much traditional heavy metal. Their singer, uh, their, their singer who is uh, a woman, uh, actually sounds like Mike Howe from uh, Metal Church. Nice. Uh, rest, rest in peace, Mike Howe. Um, but like the voice is so similar, it's great. Um, and the last one I want to mention, we we had talked about last time a little bit, um, and we had said that it just sounds so unusual. Um, the Lucid. This is that project with Dave Ellison. Oh yeah, project of Dave Ellison that has the Violin J on it. Yes, it was it was pretty good. Um, really. Like it's like in, unless you told me that that was Violent J, I probably would have been like, "Wait, is is that, huh? It's yeah, very interesting. I yeah, like it. it. It's, okay, it's, it's it's good. Uh, first track can go. First track is literally a country song for like a minute and a half, and it's just trash. Um, <laughs> but, but for for no fucking reason, I I, I was like, what the fuck is this tra- crap? Um, and then it and then it goes into the rest of the music, and it's pretty good. Um, not 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 anything special lyrically. The um the the last song, uh, "Sweet Tooth," which includes um Violent J on it, um, is actually um a rework of "Epic" by Faith No More. Right. Yes. Um, um, but there's another track that has them on it, and both of them are really good. Just there, it's a it's a good it's a good rock band. Um, I I probably would give the the tracks with Violent J another listen, but the other ones there uh, I could have done without. But gotcha, um, yeah, All right. You know, it was it was a it was a surprisingly it was surprisingly good. We'll say that. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's 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 four tracks. Take away the intro track, which is trash. It's it's uh, it's five tracks. Take away the intro. It's four. Um, so yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I got through. I'm still going through the last uh, week of January uh, before I move on to February, and I hope to do that over the weekend and into next week. Um, and yeah, and then kind of get caught up on those things. So very cool. Yep. Um, so, uh, what else have we been listening to? 
Well, the first week after our last recording, uh, I didn't listen to much outside of the new releases uh, and my normal podcasts, you know, the Doom Pod, 70mm, Austin Dater Pod. Um, mixed in a couple of chess podcasts there, World Strongest Man podcast, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. Um, but that first week, uh, there was a chess tournament online that what I, which I followed uh, that took up most of my time at work, actually. Um, of course, keeping up with the 10 World Reviews, uh, I'm trying to get even further along. I think I'm pretty much wrapped up for a good first half of the year. I know I'm skipping March. But in general, I think I'm wrapped up until about May, June-ish. Mm-hmm. So happy with that. I have to backtrack and do one of our bonus artists, though. So I have to do that. Um, Lo-Fi Beats Playlist in Spotify. Uh, so this is just one of those you know instrumental fucking things I, 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 th- I pop on for some reading uh, and stuff like that. And there was this one group that I found... Um, while like it just came up as like you know recommended albums and i was like all right this this artist this band just sounds cool it's called glasgow uh coma scale and they were like an instrumental like post-rock band kind of like in the same vein of like uh explosions in the sky but a little bit heavier like a little bit a little bit more rock uh and not as like um not as ambient a little bit more rock oriented, so there's definitely a little bit heavier drums, a little bit more guitar driven and stuff like that. Uh, but that was really cool. I was fucking pumped for that. Um, and then this week, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, I went hard into a rabbit hole, which I will discuss later. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. Okay. Um, if I have anything outside of this, then I was just listening to it on our albums of the day, which I think we only I only had so many, so let's just kind of quickly go through that. Um, let's see. Uh, you, you, are you caught up? I, I'm caught up, so we're going to start the fourth and the fifth. Um, and I did Sabaton, Primo Victoria. Cool. I don't know if you did the one that day. Uh, the fourth or the fifth, that was the weekend, so no, I did not. I picked back up on that Monday. Okay, so fourth or fifth, you're out. Uh, you did Zendria the next, so we mentioned yep. that. Mm-hmm, the new album, yes. Yeah, so you, you talked about that already. Um, next up, I think you did... Uh, da, da, da. Whoa, which one did you do? Um, I did Winery did Dogs, I did Winery Dogs, and White Pony. Okay, I thought Deftones was you. Yeah, I did that and, and White Pony. So it was just one of those things where like, I was working out in the gym and I, I, was, I was in the mood for something a little nostalgic, a little older, something I could just fucking just put on and be like, yeah, badass. And this one is one of those things where like I was going through my homepage on Spotify and sometimes they randomly pick up like, you know, best albums of like, 20, uh, like 2003 or some random shit. And I was just scrolling through one of those kind of things, and this one came up. I'm like, "Oh fuck, here we go!" Mm. And uh, yeah, it was badass. Right on, right on. Um, the next day or the next two days, uh, you did um, the last two from Anthrax, Worship Music for All Kings. Yes, sir. Just getting pumped for the Anthrax show, which we'll be talking about later. Um. Yeah, just uh, wanted to hit up the, the latter day stuff because I knew they were going to be playing a mostly older stuff on the on the 40th anniversary tour, with the exception mm-hmm. of like a handful of tracks. Uh, so I wanted to hit up on some latter day stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and these two albums back to back are fucking brilliant. 
My God. So good. Okay. Um, the the track they did play during the show was was quite good, though. Um, oh, the, absolutely. From those, from those albums. Uh, you did uh, Delane Dark Waters. Yep. Uh, that was February 13th. I did 10 Something Wicked This Way Comes, um, which I... I listened to, uh, I got caught up on for a little while, um, but I believe um, after that, you did In Flames, Fort Gollum. Absolutely, yep. Um, Retrospective was next for you. Yes, Retrospective, the album's called Introvert. Um, This is, um, this has to do with the rabbit hole I was, I was, I, I went down, so we'll talk a little bit about it later. Okay, um, and I didn't put one up from yesterday because uh, I was distracted. So right, so my album of the day yesterday was the new single from Sleep Token, Vor. Um, so they have five new songs out, um, and they have a new album coming out. I believe it's in May. So mm-hmm. pretty pumped for that. Excited. The singles are all pretty vastly different, like, style-wise. And it's, like, it's... But it still sounds like the same band, you know what I mean? So it's, like, they, they've they definitely um, kind of uh, bended genres a little bit, and I, and I love it. It's so good. Like, they've got some really good shit going on. I'm really excited for this new album. I'm glad that I revisited uh, their 2021 album to get into them just in time to, like, to reintroduce myself and get really into them just in time for this new record. Mm-hmm. Okay, right on. Um, today's album of the day for me is uh, Rishlu, uh, Living as Ghost with Buildings as Teeth, which is fucking wild. Um, but this is a fucking progressive metal band, and they were dope. Uh, I listened to a record. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure I had one of their albums as an album of the day, but like in the last two or three years. Uh, so the name was very familiar to me. Um, but they came up again as a random fucking suggestion on the, my Spotify homepage. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. Here we do it. So it was good. Right on. Right on. Okay. Um, I did. Um, the, the only album I listened to today was. Um, the last CKY again. So, nice. um, because I, um, there, I, I forgot where I saw that. I don't know if it was, uh, uh, an ad on Facebook or it was Jess Margera's, uh, um, um, Twitter account, but I, uh, they, they released a t-shirt for, um, the, the new album, uh, with the cover of it. And I thought it was badass, So I bought it. Nice. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, aside from that, that has been albums of the day. I can't think of anything else I've listened to besides uh, my one-off tracks. Um, just been again sidetracked a lot. So, um, okay. Um, I think this is the part where we go on to the news. Yeah, let's do it. Fuck yeah. 
Okay. Um, because uh, that's pretty much takes care of the intro. Uh, pretty smooth. Um, and for the news, since we're doing a free flow episode, we just kind of go through uh, a, a, a website, a news website in particular, Blabbermouth, uh, um, typically, to just kind of look at a few headlines, see what uh, what kind of draws our, our fancy, um, and what kind of things we can potentially... Uh, pull out of there that are worth our our while things like Def Leppard saying that including three brand new songs in a 90 minute set is overindulgent that is not newsworthy fuck up dude (laughs) Jesus come on there's a cat head oh he doesn't he doesn't believe including three brand new songs in a 90 minute set is overindulgent why why, why wouldn't that be the case like I mean you you released a brand new album, might as well play some of the fucking songs. Yeah, but they're one of those legacy acts where they're fans and it's like, play, take care of business, get to the working <laughs> overtime part. You know, that's their fan base. Come on. No new crap, taking care of business now. Exactly. So. Um, let's see. Let's see. Fear Factory is going to release the identity of their new singer next week. Uh, yes, I believe, I believe it's Tuesday. Yes, yeah. 20, 21st, I mean. 21st. Um, Mastodon hopes to release new song before or during the tour with Kojira this spring summer. Yes. Yes. Um, Kill Devil Hill announces new record deal, first single in nearly a decade. Man, I haven't heard of this band since fucking Rex left them. It's been a while. So, been a while. Um, let's see. Do, do, do. Last in line shares a music video for their single, uh, Do the Work. Uh, do, do, do. Uh, a lot of this is, is, uh, interview stuff and opinions, not really news. Um, you know, okay, well, um, Skid Rose to release a new live album this year. Okay, that's something at least. Um, Did you hear about Marty Freeman and Megadeth? Uh, somewhat. He will be joining them for uh, three songs when Megadeth visits Japan sometime this year. Ah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, super cool. Yeah, very cool. Um, Bart Michaels, that's not news. Metallica's St. Anger makes Rolling Stone's list of 50 genuinely horrible albums by brilliant artists. Will we be looking at that uh, that list for a discussion? Probably next time. <laughs> we're going to have to now. I mean, yeah. the thing is that's by brilliant artists. So it's probably in general. So we're going to have to like pick and choose the, uh, it, it, the ones that we Well, it's going to be the ones that we expect. It's going to be like... Van Halen 3 by Van Halen and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to so, try and pull it up. I want to try and pull up the list and do like a quick scan on it, but keep it, keep it going. Yeah. DSide signs a record deal for long awaited and new album. Word. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Uh, Black Sabbath bassist Geezer Butler autobiography gets title and release date. That title is Into the Void from Birth to Black Sabbath and Beyond. And the release date looks like it says June 6th in North America. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I'm just scanning through the uh, the, the genuinely horrible albums by a brilliant artist. Number 48, Van Halen 3. 
I was right. See, I you were one thousand, one thousand percent right. Yeah, I, I had to be on there. So there's there's going to be a lot of obvious ones like. Um, there's so, an REM album here. There's Metallica. Metallica. The Sin is only number forty three on this list. So like, I wonder what like what other crap they're talking about. Well, I don't know, actually. I don't know if these are ranked by like what's the worst album. Or these are just like you know, just numbers that they're throwing at it, you know. Because there's a Genesis album here, um, a Kinks album, Monkeys. Uh, uh, all right, don't tell me about it. I want to. I want to have a guttural reaction. All right. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. All right. So, um, oh God, yes, this one for sure, probably. Okay. What? Um, Kiss. Oh. Uh, Do you know which one though? About, I thought you were talking about news. It's oh, music sorry. For, it's music from the elder. For sure. So, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah. Corey Taylor announces May 2023 solo U.S. tour dates. Um, only four dates so far, so that's not much of a tour. Isn't it always funny when they do that? Like a tour, like... Like that's the kind of like that's the kind of tour like your local band goes on. That's a tour for like <laughs> you know some some dude playing in his mom's basement. That's a tour, but not a fucking not Corey goddamn Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Or Corey motherfucking Taylor as as a uh, you know the title of his his album is. Uh, huh. There it is. The Mike Sleep Token record. Mike Mushock to sit out Sonia U.S. tour. No one cares. Yeah. Um. God. Here we go. Uh, the Raven Age featuring Iron Maiden bassist son George Harris. Blood Omen album due in July. That's cool. So there's um WWE 2K23 video game. They have a um, soundtrack listing here. You got some. You got Metallica, "Sad but True," Red Hot Chili Peppers, "Can't Stop," "Bullet for My Valentine," "No uh, No More Tears to Cry." Um, I thought there was more that we. Oh, Post Malone featuring Ozzy Osbourne and Travis Scott. Uh, "Take What You Want," and I thought there was another one. I guess that's it. Okay, very cool. All right. Um. Okay. Where are we? Okay. Within Temptation teams up with Opus Comics for a new series. That is cool. Nice. I like. Well, I like when. Uh, I like when musicians, uh, metal musicians, go into comics. Did you see the one about uh, Guns N' Roses' November Rain video surpasses two billion views on YouTube? I did. Two billion. That's a lot. That is a lot. That's a pretty good goddamn video. Yeah, but you know what? I, I had recently re- revisited uh, the Use Your Illusion albums, and as as much as like November Rain is like the more recognizable song, I feel that Estranged is the better song, personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still love Civil War, so. Civil War is also is also pretty fucking dope. Yeah. That, that is a dope fucking track. Don't Cry, both versions are great. Uh, but if I was if I was a pick one, I think it'd be strange because I just like I like how fucking wild it is as far mm-hmm. as like 
the 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 dramatic and dynamic shifts of that fucking song. It's like it's like three or four different songs in one, and it's fucking pretty cohesive. It doesn't like get lost, you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, drummer Jay Shellen joins Yes as permanent member. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, control denied and Pharaoh vocalist Tim Imarv uh, died at age 59. Oh, that sucks. Um, uh, let's see. Does it say? Um, do, do, do. Does it say whether he was ill or not? Yeah. Uh, wait. Uh, he. Oh no. It was it, that. That last one's about Chuck Schuldiner because Control Denied was uh, Schuldiner's project. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. Breaking Benjamin announces you spring US tour twenty twenty three with Bush and Another Day Dawns. Uh, for those who care about Breaking Benjamin, I'd rather go see Bush. Um, no, Metallica's All Within My Hands Foundation donates two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for Turkey earthquake relief efforts. Fucking once a. Again, once again, Metallica being charitable. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jesus. Where Metallica's not being charitable is touring with Megadeth. <laughs> what are they afraid of? I don't think they're afraid of anything, Dave. <laughs> they're, they're afraid of blowing you off the stage. Which is funny because like, they're bringing like, Pantera on tour with them, but not Megadeth. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Machine Head, Raven, and Warbringer have been added to the Milwaukee Metal Festival. Um, nice. I think, I think this is one of the ones we went over last time just because it had a lot of badass names on it. Uh, this, this looks pretty familiar. So, yeah, this is the, we don't have to go into it again. Yeah, this is the this is the one I talked about. Um, this is the one that Jamie Josh bought the rights to, and, and he's bringing it back. So, this is the first one of these particular festivals in a while. Mm-hmm. So, um. Pantera adds second Budapest concert as replacement for canceled Vienna show. Mm-hmm. Um, Richie Sambora is in talks with Bon Jovi about a reunion. We have to get out there and do it for the fans, dude. You've been gone for like maybe five years. But not just that, but like Bon Jovi can't do it anymore for the fans. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean... it's it, it's like, hey, would you would you would you think I suck less if we brought back Richie? Right? <laughs> Jesus. Um, do, do, do. Camelot unveils cinematic new single Opus of the Night, Ghost Requiem. Camelot. Camelot. Nonpoint releases a new single called Heartless. Dude, singles are fucking popping up left and right. I think in the past couple of days, we've got the new Sleep Token one, Periphery, and The Ocean. All three of them fucking release new singles and as we well new, and we got the new single from the the new argon the costume project oh yeah yeah i haven't heard it have you listened to it yet no not yet okay uh zach wild teams up with positive grid for signature smart guitar practice amp i was misled here because i read it as positive grind and i was like oh another coffee 
but no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we got to see him drinking coffee when he was uh, when he was on uh, on stage the other day. Oh yeah, badass show. Can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. This is a true statement from Nickelback's Chad Kroger. All the hateables, uh, haters are responsible for la- band's longevity. That is one thousand percent, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. You are you are correct, Chad Kroger. I, I love the fact that you can sit there and just kind of point at all the ha- haters and laugh. It's like you are you're hating me, and I'm riding it all the way to the bank. It's like I want to hit you with something. I don't have a brick, so I'm just going to throw this money at you. <laughs> I'm crying and using dollar bills as a tissue. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, Godsmack announces May 2023 U.S. tour with I Prevail. Um, cool. Uh huh. Um. Ex-Camelot singer Roy Khan says his solo release is starting to shape up. Okay. Emperor announces first U.S. tour in over 15 years. Once again, a tour with five dates. Five dates. And one of them, them being in Dallas. Dallas. Yep. Yep. Um, let's see. No, no. No. Ghost announces uh, summer of 2023 tour with Amata Marth. Yes, yes, they are coming to Austin. Uh, I think it's their, their Germania Insurance Amphitheater, or whatever the fuck it's called in Austin. It's on a Sunday, but it's Labor Day weekend, so we'll have Monday off. So Brandy and I are considering taking the kids to this one. Mm-hmm. So cool. that's going to be a consideration. Cool. All right. Um, let's see. Do you see Nuno Betancourt performs with Rihanna at the 2023 Super Bowl halftime show? I did not. Yeah, it's right below the ghost one, at least as far as the what I'm streaming it on. I'm scrolling it on my phone. Oh, there it is. Yes, uh, Nuno Betancourt. Wow. Uh, I knew that there are a lot of people were talking about the the halftime show. Of course, everyone, a lot of people have been hating on it. Of course. Because well, whatever. People don't like people don't like fun things when they're fun. So Yeah, and apparently she did a very good job. So Yeah. And she was pregnant while she did it. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, uh I also I was reading that um <laughs> of course because of the outfit she was wearing, she's wearing these red jumpsuits, like he's like, Oh my god, look, it's the tenth member of Slipknot. And uh <laughs> and apparently the, the like the Google searches for a red jumpsuit has has skyrocketed by like 530% or something like that since the Super Bowl. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Uh, um, let's see. Let's see. <clears throat> um, do, do, do. Man, a lot of just interviews, 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 people saying shit, people saying shit. Um, Life, uh, life of late uh, Metallica bassist Cliff Burton celebrated with a virtual event on what would have been his 61st birthday. I think we heard about that, uh, but it actually happened. There you um, go. And that's actually an opportunity to watch it. So, um, next Psycho Las Vegas Festival postponed to 2024. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I heard about that. Mm-hmm. 
Here's one. <clears throat> Motley Crue plays first concert with new guitarist John Five. I heard that it was to a lot of mixed reactions. Really? Was it the mixed react like John you know, Five? Or yeah, just people people, people want to Nick Mars. People want. Oh, Mars. I see. I see. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I mean, probably Vince Neil still sucked, and and um, Tommy Lee's Tommy Lee, mm-hmm. who who can't who can't apparently can't stop taking pictures of his uh, his little drumstick. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His uh, his little sledgehammer there. So, um, but yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Die Humane, featuring former Exodus guitarist Rick Hunnell and ex-typo negative drummer Sal Abruscato, shell shock single released. Oh, cool. Okay. Yes. Um. Do do do. Don't care about Def Leppard. Don't don't need this. Oh my God! So many people have just been. It, it's it, it's it's like the literally. Here's here's the news from the past two weeks. This artist has released a single, and then six things of this artist said shit. This this is what I'm seeing. Like Butcher Babies drop a new single, then people say shit. <laughs> but the, what? Have you the guess the guess who announces a new album? The guess who. It's so. It's funny because like two guys, two guys look like they belong in the guess who from like the nineteen sixties, and they they hired like three like younger dudes, and even the younger dudes look like they're in their fucking (laughs) fifties. You know, it's wild. Not uh, not 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 great, but hopefully hopefully it's a it's a decent enough record. You know, maybe it's kind of seven seven seventies in the modern world. I mean, Uriah he put out a decent record just recently, so you never know. Okay. Um, Bush's Gavin Rosdale says he has secured a home for his cooking show. Now it's the last piece of the financing. So cooking? He has a cooking show, apparently. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the genius of Devin Townsend meets the world of sci-fi in New Ziltoid the Omniscient comic series. Oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> okay. No. This is a good one. Yes, Al- go. Allison Chains' William Duvall guests a new version of The Who's, that's the HU's. This is Mongol um, Warrior Souls. Oh, I have to check that out because I heard about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Creator and Lamb of God uh, released the collaborative song State of Unrest leading up to their tour. I have not heard it, but I wonder what it sounds like. Yeah, the, I have to check that out too. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lost uh, Linkin Park song, appropriately titled Lost, uh, has been uh, shared with a music video uh, alongside the announcement of the Meteora 20th anniversary box set. Cool. I did listen. I did. It, uh, that track did come up in my random after listening to something else. It's okay. You know, it's a Linkin Park song. You know, you know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Violence confirms Perry Strickland's departure, but claims drummer didn't quit. He was fired. Well, I mean, then you just say he's fired. You can't quit. You're fired. So, yeah. Um, 
Num, num, num. Num. The Rolling Stones Chronicles mini documentary series has officially launched. Um, it's kind of hard to sit there and say Chronicles because there's like 60 years to Chronicle. So, mm. um, I Hate God announces 30 years of take as needed for pain, April 2023 U.S. tour with Goat Horror. Nice. Let's see. Um, Denton, uh, Texas. What the fuck? Killswitch is engaged. Next album is almost demoed out, says Jesse Leach. That means we're still like at least a year away. Mm-hmm. Um, new single from Delane, Queen of Shadow, uh, which the album came out, so of course. There is an official Children of Bodom book announced. Okay. Primal Fears are releasing a new album titled Code Red in September. Excellent. Nice. Which is going to sound just like every other Primal Fear record, but this means it's awesome. Pretty much, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, we were just mentioning earlier the $2 billion for the uh, November Rain video. Uh, Scorpion's Wind of Change video surpasses 1 billion views on YouTube. Wow. That is not one I would have expected to have reached a milestone, even though it's I, I feel like there's uh there's an air to it that is probably being brought back now in some capacity mm-hmm. because of the political climate, but mm-hmm. probably changed a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um let's see. Uh, Dave Mustaine wants to collaborate with Body Count once again, Ice-T says. Sure. Everybody wants to collaborate with Ice-T because he's he's boss. So, Oh, um, I want to hear this one. And Static X announces release date for Project Regeneration Volume 2 and shares cover of Nine Inch Nails' Terrible Lie. Um, I want to hear that because I think, for, if I remember reading correctly... Um, this terrible lie cover features Wayne Static's vocals, mm-hmm. um, and it's also my one of my favorite Nine Inch Nails songs. Yeah, um, trying to see when the album is set to be released because they said there's a release date, um, November third. So that's same a, day. That's a, that's a far way out. So same day that Dune Part Two is released. By the way. I mean, what? What? You don't know. Stu Block set to release a solo EP this year. It's going to be different, he says. Okay. <laughs> okay. But that's cool, though. I'm, 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 I'm glad that, he, like, you know, because he's back in, into eternity, right? Uh, uh, yes, he is. He should be yeah. back on vocals. Uh, do, doing dual vocals with dual the, vocals. the yeah. female singer that um, that had been brought in to replace him, which I haven't heard their material. Like material I was going to say, her. I was going to say, have they released anything new with the both of them or, or anything like that? No, do you, I don't think okay. so. All right. Um, Metallica's third Helping Hands concert and auction raises three million for charity. Jesus Christ. Okay. Alter Bridge announces May 2023 U.S. tour with Seven Dust. That oh, sounds like yes. a sweet tour. Where is that going? <gasps> Nowhere near here. Well, fuck. The, only, the closest place is probably Tennessee. 
No, speak, Louisiana. Speaking of nowhere near here, Corrosion of Conformity announces May 2023 European tour. Nice. Megadeth. Uh, I'm just going to say, go uh, ahead. I was going to say, Meg. Okay. All right. Just go. Okay. Megadeth is being sued by the sick, the dying, and the dead cover artist, apparently. Uh, Let me pull this up, see what's going on here. Um, He has filed a lawsuit against the band claiming he hasn't received pay or credit for his work. Interesting. It's uh, it's the artist and um, he's an illustrator and designer. His name is Brent Elliott White. He has previously worked with Trivium, Job for Cowboy, Death Angel, and Arch Enemy. Um, And I'm trying to go, which would be the third one he has involved in designing artwork for. Um, Yeah, he says he hasn't been paid. And hasn't received credit, so yeah, that sucks. And Dave, Dave Mustaine looked at him and said, "When I get paid for uh, for my my Metallica songs, you'll get paid for this." <laughs> um, let's see. Here's something we didn't know existed, and not sure if it needs to. We'll find out. Black Sabbath Ballet to premiere in Birmingham in September. That's very interesting. I wonder how that's working. That's right. That's right. Just watching. Watching somebody pretend to be Ozzy Osbourne playing. Oh, I think it's um, a ballet soundtrack by the music of Black Sabbath will premiere. So I've seen something similar to this as an opening act for Opeth like 20 years ago, okay. where it, it was just it was just Opeth music with ballet dancers. Um, so that's probably very similar. Mm-hmm. Iron Maiden is trailing five other artists in 2023 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction fan vote. They don't care. Yeah. Um, the TNT is working on first new music with returning singer Tony Harnell. Okay. Dave Mustaine on his current uh, version of Megadeth. This is probably the best playing lineup that we've had for a long time, at least since the last lineup. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, <sighs> Brett Michaels, Queensryche, Kicks, Slaughter. Others confirmed for the 2023 edition of Rock Timber Festival. Uh, we could do without Brett Michaels. That's fine. Um, Foo Fighters, The Killers, Greta Van Fleet, and Weezer confirmed for 2023 edition of See Here Now Festival. Cool. Uh, never, never heard of that one, but okay. Um... Voivod announces 40 years of Morgoth Tales May 2023 U.S. tour with Imperial Triumphant. That sounds like a good tour. Come on, fuckers. Where is that tour listing? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, they are coming to Austin May 21st. Oh, oh, God, that's, that's actually not a bad idea. Speaking what? of uh, speaking of not things, things, you know, things that are not bad ideas. Okay, so Firstborn features Chris Adler and James Lomenzo. They're my official heroes right now. You know why? Why is that? They released a music video for a song called Intercontinental Champions. (laughs) (laughs) They missed the for life part, though. (laughs) And and, and just for that, I'm going to grab my title belt, put it over my shoulder for the rest of the podcast. 
Oh my gosh! Yes, for our for our visual fucking part of the podcast, dude. I wear this thing. <laughs> I wear this thing when I'm working at night on Shred Shack videos. Okay, it, it, buddy, it's- buddy. The last time I was at your house to watch the Royal Rumble, it didn't leave your side the entire time. You took it to the bathroom with you. I take it to bed with me. I I, I tell my <laughs> wife to leave the room <laughs> <laughs> for life. <laughs> Um, Whitechapel to play the entire The Valley album on spring 2023 US tour Whitechapel going on tour uh, They are coming around To Well all, all over the place uh, Looks like more so western um, It looks like as far Well they get They get to the, the Palladium in, in Massachusetts um, But uh, okay, so, yeah, that's uh, New York. Okay, so that's like a, that's, they 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 get a little bit in the Northeast, but for the most part, they're like mid 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 um, mid country and West Side or South Side, Florida, stuff like that. But they are coming to Austin at the Mohawk. So May ninth, pretty badass. Yep. Um, Skinny Puppy to embark on final tour in celebration of 40th anniversary. Damn. Very cool, and they're they're opening up here in San Antonio at the Aztec. That's their first day of the tour. Yeah, right on, right on. Um, let's see, let's see. Ozzy Osbourne comments on two Grammy wins. I'm one lucky motherfucker. Well, yeah, yeah. And those were some those were some good Grammy wins. I mean, it's funny that you won for a song about masturbation, but I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> All, well, hey, man, whatever. You know, you think the Grammy guys are actually fucking paying attention? Yeah. They're like, who's who the fuck are these other? Oh, Ozzy Osbourne's here. Give it to him. <laughs> um, <clears throat> let's see. Let's. Holy see. shit! Did you see this picture of Tobias Forge of Ghost with his kids at the Grammys? They look just like him. Uh, I did not. Uh, there's a there's a picture of Tobias Forge at the Grammys, and his kids look just like him. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Ministry announces April May 2023 tour dates with Gary Newman and Frontline Assembly. Gary fucking Newman. That is that is indeed correct. Gary Newman. That is fucking wild. Speaking what? of wild. Hey, that's coming to Aztec on April 25th, just so you know. Always good. Always good. Pretend to get my get my chance to finally see Uncle Al. So <laughs> um followed up with the Sisters of Mercy. The Sisters of Mercy for announced first US tour in over 14 years. That's pretty cool. So. Yeah, they're coming to Austin City Limits uh, at the Moody Theater on May 27th. Very cool. Uh, Disturbed announces Take Back Your Life Spring Summer 2023 North American Tour. Interesting. <clears throat> um, mentioned that Ozzy won the Grammy for Rock Album with Patient Number Nine and Best Metal Performance for Degradation Rules. Yeah, yeah. Very um, cool. Um, Getting to the point where we are doubling back to where we were. Um, because again, this is just a lot of. Okay, well, Dream Theater's concert in uh, Ulu, Finland canceled for security reasons. Very interesting. I wonder what 
type of secure tower reasons. Um, Subcontractor had made a stage that was not safe to perform on. The lighting and sound equipment are heavy, and the stage structures would not have been sufficient to uh, support their weight. The lights would not have been allowed to hang. It was purely a security matter, so they could have fallen on their heads. Oof. That's no good. Um, Let's see. Japanese supergroup The Last Rock Stars play first U.S. concert in New York City. Japanese supergroup, right? Um, mm. Scott Scott Stapp takes the blame for Creed's original split. That sounds about accurate. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's see. I think we are at the point where we. Yes, we are at the point where we are doubling back because there is Jason Newstead putting together a heavy new project. Sweet. So, yep. So, so news has been a lot of singles, some festival stuff, and yeah, it's mostly it. Yeah, and, not, nothing, and, nothing really interesting yet. And people saying shit. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I think this is the appropriate time to go take a commercial break. Good. All right, and we're back. Uh, and this is the part where we go on to a little extra. This is where we get a little potentially non-metal. Um, you know, potentially, uh, mostly. Potentially non-metal, <laughs> mostly non-metal, but there's there's been some metal, so we'll we'll, we'll go into things. Um, but first, we talk about crowdfunding tracker. Um, so uh, I got nothing. I haven't looked at Kickstarter in forever. So we, we for, for now, I think I'm just going to keep like skip that part. I'm not even going to mention it until I have something. Gotcha. Yeah. Thank you, Thaddeus, for commenting on that. He's like, what the fuck, asshole? <laughs> you have um, one job. <laughs> Jesus. So then let's uh, let's talk about shit I want. What do you want? Oh, man. Um, well, actually, I think I got it uh, recently. A, um, I was supposed to go to Dallas next week for, um, for work, and that's not happening. So bonus, mm-hmm. um, which means I get to be in town all week i get to catch uh dan cummins the comedian on friday with no issues mm-hmm. um and brandy and i are going on a 20 mile hike next saturday so yeah we um i think i got everything i want right now cool all right all right so so not going to dallas and and staying home and doing what you want to do that's you that's better cool. believe it yeah that's cool should i want um so i pre-ordered um the remixes of um, Universal Migrator by Arion. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was uh, a, a shortage uh, on the vinyl front for a little while. Um, so the people who ordered the, um, the big box set for vinyl have not released their stuff yet, which includes uh, myself. Um, and this was pre, this was supposed to come out back in November. Um, People are starting to get their packages, mostly uh, in Europe, but a lot of people are complaining about the packages coming a little beaten up. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, so I'm hoping that mine does come sooner rather than later, and it does not come looking like shit. So, um, because I also just pre-ordered the new Ari and Lucas and, um, um project on uh, 
you know, because it's now available for pre-order. Um, and of course I haven't received the last pre-order yet. So I'm a little, uh, like, Hey, um, guys, knock, knock, knock. <laughs> Can we speed this up? Um, I'm not, I'm not being as impatient as some people, uh, in the, in the Facebook area and group that I'm a part of. Cause some people are like really getting pissy and I'm like, uh, okay. I'll, I mean, you'll get it, I guess. I hope. But, right, your, your bitch is not going to bring it any faster. Like, what do you want? Yeah, it's like yelling at traffic is not going to make traffic move. In fact, the last time I yelled at traffic, I got hit from behind. So, uh, yeah. So, oh well, yeah. Um, but I just want that to show up someday soon. Um, I, I, I've, I have not had uh, too much of an Arian ordering thing lately. Uh, due to uh, medical appointments and stuff like that, so um, I'm not anticipating a lot of stuff. So I haven't really been checking the mail. So yeah, yeah. Uh, down the rabbit hole. Oh, okay. So my rabbit hole. I mentioned this the last time. Is that uh, I came across something on Facebook for a website called The Prog Mind, mm-hmm. and they released their list of the top uh, albums of 2022. Their top albums. Um, it's not necessarily like Prague, although a majority of it is Prague. There's some like random stuff in there. So I went on a fucking two day binge and I listened to, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of these records. I think it was a, a list of 40 and I listened to 10 in the last, in, in two days. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to go through the list and just kind of give my, 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 you know, surface level thoughts on them. Uh, first one up was the the solo record from Brandon Boyd of Incubus fame. Uh, mm-hmm. It's called Echoes and Cocoons, um, and you know it's a, you know it's to do for Incubus. Like his voice is very distinct, uh, but it is not an Incubus record. It is there's some weird shit going on that's really fucking cool. It was just a lot of fun to listen to. I really enjoyed it. So you know that was great to listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luster, a thirst for summer rain, very good. I can't remember what exactly what that one was about, but it was good. Wilder Run, uh, Epigon. I've been listening to them a, a couple of their albums before, and they are just they're really fucking good. Really inter- interesting shit going on there. Nordic Giants, Symbiosis, um, very good. Threads of Fate, The Cold Embrace of the Light, also very good. This one that was my album of the day a couple days ago, retrospective. The album is called Introvert. I really like this one. Uh, very progressive. Uh, the vocalist, the male vocalist, because there's a male and female vocalist. The male vocalist sounds kind of like Warl Dane from Nevermore, which okay. I really dig. Um, I really like that part about it. And the female vocalist, uh, with the way they layer her vocals, it sounds very much like the the floor. Uh, Irene Jansen parts of like you know some Arian stuff, mm-hmm. uh, so I really dug that one. Um, Thy listless heart, pilgrims of the on the path of no return, very good. Charlotte Wessel's uh, second solo record, uh, Tales from Six Feet Under, Volume Two, excellent, so good. Cosmograph, Heroic Materials, which is like I think it was a very con- it was conceptual album about like the um, they talk a lot about like. Uh, relied on fossil fuels and like planes and and automobiles and stuff like that. So I think it was something along those lines. 
And then the last one I listened to, Ethesis, uh, oh, Esthesis, uh, Watching Worlds Collide, also very good. Like, this this list has been fucking badass. Like, and I made a playlist of all the albums together, and I'm waiting to get through the whole thing before I just put the whole thing on shuffle to see, it's just, see where it goes. Um, excited to do that when I get through the rest of the, the records. Uh, I know coming up I have, like, on the list, there was like the Denver Townsend record, which I'll probably skip because I listened to that endlessly. And the same thing with the uh, album from Oceans of Slumber, which was like I think they're like their number one record for the year, which is great. So, but that's uh, that's my rabbit hole there. Okay, um, I did not have a metal rabbit hole or anything or music rabbit hole, um, so. I have been playing some games, um, and my rabbit hole right now has literally been Zelda 2. Nice. Um, Oh my god, no. Wait, no. (laughs) No, dude, you know what? I love this game. It is... is What? It is really fucking good when when you actually, like... If you, if you sit and you really play it and you learn it, it's a good, difficult game. Whoa, I remember that. Like, and I'm not a video game guy, we all know this, yeah, yeah. but like, I remember the, like when we were growing up, that game was like right up there in difficulty as like ET, yeah. the art, the fucking Atari game. Well, actually, um, ET can be beaten in five minutes, it's just it's just it has no direction or point, or or the, there's a point, but it doesn't tell you what it is. Um, <laughs> So, but you once you once you know what you're supposed to be doing, it can be beaten in five minutes. Oh well, that sucks. Yeah, but with with uh, with Zelda two, um, okay. So first off, when I played it myself, like originally without uh, without practice, when I was a kid, I never made it past Death Mountain, which is that that part like after you get through the second palace, and it basically becomes impossible. I finished uh-huh. that and never got past that. The game is a lot more enjoyable after that and a lot easier um, to a point where, like, I didn't realize that I would get through it as fast as I did. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. So, like, I'm, I am, um, I'm pretty close. I, I don't want to say I'm pretty close to being done with it because the last, the last palace is like near impossible. But, um, but like I've gotten through so much more of it without um, really realizing that I was doing it um, with ease. So I, I was just very surprised. And I, I haven't. I've only. I've only been to certain parts of the game over the course of the years through like save states, which is basically like you know you can save yourself. You can save yourself at the beginning of a screen, go through it, and if you don't make it, then you can just restart from the beginning of that screen. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, but um doing really well in it. It's been a lot of fun. I've been watching other people play it. I watched somebody play it for two hours, and they gave up on the game completely because they couldn't figure anything out. <laughs> so, so I was like, I was like, man, come on. So, but it's it's been a lot of fun. So I got I got I got I've been getting kind of caught up on that lately. So that's cool. That's very yeah. cool. Yeah, but it's 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 a good game. I'm I'm enjoying it. Um. But yeah, um, that's that's where my biggest hang-up has been lately. Uh, just getting, you know, re-obsessed with that game. Um, 
But yeah, outside of that, um, how about a little light reading? Oh, well, I haven't got a chance to read as much um, in this week, but the previous week I was able to finally finish the last like 150 pages I had of Heretics of Dune, mm-hmm. which is, of course, I've mentioned a couple times, the fifth book in the sixth of the of the fifth book of the sixth that Frank Herbert originally wrote. Um, and I ended up enjoying it a lot more than I expected to because I had I had read a couple of um a couple of um like uh reactions to it. And of course my guys over at the Doom Pod podcast, they covered the book in one of their episodes early on back in 2021, I think. And they didn't enjoy it. And the thing is, like, a lot of the stuff that they talked about not enjoying, I thought it was going to be throughout the entirety of the book. Okay. Uh, but the things that they really made a point of being very upset about happened at the very end of the book. Um, and this is, like, a 700-page book. So, like, I got th- probably through, like, 600 pages before, like, the really um, not-so-great parts happened. So I was I was happy to, to actually be pleasantly surprised by it. Um. You know, there are definitely some problematic things in it, uh, <clears throat> but in general, I thought it was good. I, I like the storytelling. I like the fact that it was, like, you know, set 1,500 years after the last book. Again, a big time jump. But they make a lot of references to previous works and previous events, and, like, it, there's a very strong continuity um, in the story that I that I really enjoyed. Um, and if you... Going into it, if you know what his, what Frank's idea was, was that this book Heretics of Dune was supposed to be the first book of a of a of a new trilogy. You know, it was going to be the first three Dune, Children of Dune, uh, D- Dune, Dune Messiah, and then Children of Dune, bridged by God Emperor Dune to this next trilogy, which was going to be Heretics, Chapter House Dune, and then like an unnamed seventh book, unnamed uh, sequel. Um, you kind of get that feeling. You kind of get the thing that he's setting up. Like the story is dragged out a lot longer than you would expect because he's setting up multiple different things for future editions. Um, you know, and it's, he's doing this in a way that like he didn't do in like the first Dune book. Um, to, cause like, you know, he struggled so hard just to get Dune uh, published the first time. They didn't know if he was going to be successful. He's already on his fifth book, so he can take his time and set these things up like as far as he wants. Um, so if you go into it like with that knowledge, it's probably a little bit also easier to take because like some things are very left, very very open, and there's very unsatisfactory um, conclusions mm. at the end of this book. But knowing that there's like that he was setting up for like two more books. It's, it's, you know, you can understand why he did what he did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. And then today I finally got a chance to, to go back and hit my Kindle up again and, and read a chapter of um, the two towers, you know, Lord of the Rings. Uh, so today Sam, Frodo and Gollum went through dead marshes and we're about to go to the black gates in the next chapter. So excited for that. Very cool. All right. Alrighty, um, I've read nothing, so, <laughs> so yeah. Um, for your viewing pleasure. All right, so uh, of course we're keeping up with the uh, new series, The Last of Us, on HBO Max, based on that video game. Um, from what I understand, it's pretty, um, it's pretty loyal or faithful to the video game, with some minor changes. 
uh, or major, depending on, on your point of view. But the good thing about this particular show is there are two showrunners. One showrunner is Craig Marzen, I think his name is. Um, he's the one who created the Chernobyl miniseries, which was fantastic. So we, we know he's good at what he's doing. But the other showrunner, and I think one of the show writers, is the writer of the video game. So it's the, the changes are coming from a place uh, with the, uh, the, original, the original creator involved. So it's not just some random guy that's changing things for the fuck of it. It's like it's a creative process that involves the original creator of the original source material. So I think that's pretty fucking cool. Um, I love Pedro Pascal as the the lead Joel. Um, he's great in The Mandalorian. He was great in Game of Thrones for the one season he was in. There. He's just great. Uh, I love Bella Ramsey. She was also from Game of Thrones in the last couple seasons. Um, she's growing into a very good actress. Um, or act her because she actually just recently came out as non-binary. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a great show. Live, loving every every episode so far. Um, the new season of You came out uh, recently, mm-hmm. or at least the first half of the of the new season of You came out. And if you're not sh- familiar with You, um, it's a it, it's a story about a guy who becomes obsessed with um, with. Uh, a certain woman um, and he ends up killing most people that's involved with her life. And some, most times he ends up killing the woman too. Um, He's just pretty much a terrible piece of shit, Uh, but he's on the run. Now he faked his own death in the last season and he's on the run in London and trying to be a better person allegedly, but he's got to, he's getting caught up in the machinations of another serial killer. Um, so the thing I like about this particular season so far is that it's gone from him being a psycho obsessive, um, stalker kind of guy to, uh, a detective almost. And he's a a reluctant detective. He doesn't want to do this, but he's being threatened. His new friends are being threatened. It's like, he's, he's in a, he's in a place where he's very vulnerable and he has to like, you know, kind of revert back to some of his old ways to be able to get out of these problems, but that creates all new problems. So it's a, fu- it's a fun show. It's kind of trashy, but you know what? It's fun. I could care less about that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then two more things here. We're kind of going on a Natasha Leone uh, or Leone, Leone, not sure how to pronounce her last name, uh, but I'm going on like a little run of hers. Um, so, we are watching her new show called Poker Face. Mentioned this before. Um, she's a woman on the run. She can tell if people are uh, lying. Um, also, I understand that uh, the 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 kind of like they got inspiration for the show from the show Columbo, where like you know you see the murder in the beginning of the episode, um, and then the rest of the episode is just the detective coming to the conclusion. It's a lot of fun. Um, but because we were watching that. She's also in a show called Russian Doll on Netflix, and we are watching that right now as well. We finished the first season of that, and we are in the second season. Um, I love that show. I love her character in that show. She's just a fucking sassy, smart-ass, fucking pain in the ass. Um, And the first season, I like the first season better than this current season right now. Um, We're about two more episodes left in this season to see where it wraps up, but I think the first season was better. Uh, Do you know anything about the show? Mm-mm. Uh so Russian doll the first season is very much uh groundhog day where uh she dies and then when she dies she she comes back uh in the same spot 
uh, to start the night over again. It's the night of her like 36th birthday. Mm-hmm. And just like she dies multiple times. Like it's very much Groundhog Day and she's trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Uh, but the twist about it is, is that she's also like the more time she does it, the more her reality gets fucked up. And like the, the whole space time continuum thing starts getting played with, like, um, like for her, she keeps on going back, but time is still linear. So like you see, like fruit starting to decay because time is still progressing, this, despite the fact that she keeps on going back to the same spot, which is really weird, which is really cool concept. Uh, also, people start disappearing and reappearing, and like it's it's a it's a fun concept it's really cool uh the second season i'm not so like is i'm not so hot on it's it's okay and i like her and again her character is really good but this one the story is not as fun or as um as engaging as the previous one so okay that, yeah I'm, that's where i'm at with that one all right <clears throat> okay um <clears throat> i have not particularly watched very much um, aside from my rabbit hole. Um, but I did watch two movies. I had a day where I needed some comfort. Uh, so I rewatched Thank You for Smoking, which is a Ooh. great which is a great movie. I love that movie. Great um, movie, yeah. Good, Great movie, great book. Um, <clears throat> makes me want to reread the book again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then after that, I watched The King's Man. Oh, the, the, the prequel. Yes. Nice. Um, I loved it. Cool. I thought it was really good. Did you see it? I did not, but the thing okay. is, like, I'm a big fan of Ray Fine, so I would watch anything he's in. So okay, so it's not um, it's not the stylized versions of like like how the Kingsman um, original two movies were. So it doesn't have all that kind of slow motion uh, action kind of stuff. It tells uh-huh. more of a more of a complete story that uh, dates back to World War One. Um, but it's 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 a great movie. It's fun as fuck. Um, kind of it does have its it does have its heartbreaking moments. Of course, uh, it is during World War One. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it's it's a definitely an enjoyable movie, and it tells you how the Kingsman began. So, so a little bit more deeper than like the explanation that we got from Colin Firth in the first one. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah, it it tell it shows you like the call the explanation that he got in the first one that he gave in the first one is basically played out in this movie. Okay, so you actually see the whole thing. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, and it's a it's a it's a great movie. So, um, um, yeah, definitely definitely want to check that out. Like, where, where is it streaming? Where'd you watch it? Um, Peacock or maybe Peacock. Interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah, and it's either Peacock or HBO Max. Um, it probably wasn't HBO Max because I usually don't go on there myself to go looking. So either Hulu or, Pe- or Peacock. Yeah, it's, I'm looking at an IMDb right now. There, it is on Hulu. It is also on HBO Max. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Um, but yeah, definitely check that out. It's a great movie. So badass. Um, but yeah, uh, that's pretty much what I watched. Um in the past in the past few weeks so just yeah um but yeah i think that's i think that's it for our viewing pleasure okay for, very for good for this episode let's go on to um i saw a show oh did we see a fucking show we did 
We did. So we saw Exodus, Black Label Society, and Anthrax last Friday. Was it last Friday? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. Um, and we saw it at the new Techport Arena here in San Antonio. Uh, our first experience there. Um, so I want to just talk about the venue first. Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was the perfect size for the show. Um, it's bigger than, say, like our Aztec here and mm-hmm. definitely smaller than the Freeman Coliseum. So it's like a good middle ground um, for for some of these some of these bands. Um, like, I think the Lamb of God Kills with Gage show that we saw at the Freeman Coliseum that was very empty mm-hmm. would have done much better at the Techport Arena because I think that is the proper size for that show. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. Um, it sounded great. Um, even though it was probably one of the loudest concerts I've been to in a long time, it was so fucking loud, but you, it wasn't like that muddy like or muddy that at all. Except for like, you mentioned a couple of things like during, I think the black label set where the drums were a little too loud for a hot second or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in general, it was very clear. Like, the vocals were clear, the guitars were clear. Um, it, everything was really good, I thought. And the 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 venue had a, a food court, which is kind of crazy. Like, it had, like, like, a pizza place and, like, a sushi place. And, like, we didn't, I didn't get any food. But, like, just to have much more of variety of options compared to, like, you know, your hot dogs and your fucking pretzels at your normal venue was pretty fucking cool. Um, it's, it looks very, it's very new. It's very modern. It's very clean. Um, it, it's, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting venue. Um, very far, not far away, not, not too far away from us, but very like a kind of an isolated part of the city. Um, in general, I thought the venue was pretty fucking great. What do you think? I enjoyed it. Um, I think, like I, like I said, I, I think you you established it um, as far as the size goes, as far as it being slightly bigger than the Aztec, but not, not the same size as the Freeman. That pretty much covers it. It's pretty much uh, it's a very similar uh, venue to the Aztec as far as having uh, a GA area, a fairly sizable GA area to say the least, up at the front, and then uh, a set of seats in the back, um, and. It's a it's one of those venues that there is no bad spot as far mm-hmm. as the seats go. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, you're 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 enough above the person in front of you that you can see the stage and everything. Um, it's it's not it wasn't crazy difficult to get um, to the arena. It wasn't crazy difficult to park or anything like that. Um, you know, we we got in and out pretty easily. I I have I have no complaints about the place uh having gone there only once of course but right 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 yeah but yeah yeah i yeah. enjoyed it i enjoyed that so let's get to the band so we got in just a little late we caught we missed like the first like what two two songs of exodus i think we i think we got into the venue in the middle of the second song because we sat down in the middle of the third okay okay um so exodus was great um even though I think that I preferred them when we saw them at the Aztec, uh, at the Housecore Horror Show, um, I think that they, they performed better at that one. It, 
or they just sounded better or something like that. There's something not quite a hundred percent about Exodus for me at this particular show. Um, but it was very cool to see Gary Holt uh, back with the band. Uh, Cause when we saw them last time, he was still touring with Slayer. Uh, so that was very cool. Uh, but you know, they had decent energy. They had a lot of, um, they had the, the attention of the crowd. Like that, like, I didn't like for some of these opening acts, like you don't expect like a huge crowd to show up, but like that GA section was pretty packed for Exodus, yeah. the first band of the night. Oh yeah. Um, and it was, it was rowdy. Like they had, they had some circle pits going on. So they, it was pretty rowdy for the first band of the night. So like kudos to Exodus for having that kind of longevity and that kind of power to bring people in early and fucking rip it up like that. Yeah. Yeah, they 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 it was it was interesting because you had Exodus Exodus and Anthrax these two these two thrash bands and then you had Black Label um and like while people did enjoy the Black Label performance like the energy crowd uh the crowd bleh, the energy of the crowd had like gone down significantly during Black Label's set uh, because they were they were moshing during Exodus's set um, and then everything was kind of chill during Black Label um, so yeah people came to I think a lot of people did come to see Exodus in this case yeah yeah it was very cool um, yeah and again it was good to see Gary Holt back in the band um, but I think to your point about the, the 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 crowd energy going down for Black Label, I think it not necessarily the crowd energy went down, but so much as like just the uh, the vibe was different. I mean, mm-hmm. they're not obviously Black Label Society. They're they're a, a hard heavy band, but they're not like a thrash metal band. You know, they're no. not they're not that aggressive. Mm-hmm. You know, also you you want to watch Zach play. You know, you want to watch. Uh, the second guitarist play. You want to watch them play together because um, I think I mentioned to you on the way out um, that it's, it's very hard. It's very easy to forget that the rhythm guitars or the second guitars of Black Label Society has to be just as good as Zach Wilde because, like, they're doing dual guitar solos at the same time, the same exact notes, and he has to keep up. And in other in other songs, he's the one taking the solos, not Zach. And it's easy to forget that that guy is just as good as Zach, because you know Zach's the front man and everything like that. You know Zach's sound, but like this dude, he fucking he can hold his goddamn own. And that the the dueling guitar solos that they had, like while while Zach was standing on the piano, and the other guy was on his uh, his riser, and they had the guitars behind their heads, fucking. Mm-hmm. Dope as shit. Love yeah. that bit. That was great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They, yeah. they, they, it was. It, this is like actually like my first uh, my first time I could actually recall seeing uh, Zach Wild um, play Black Label live. Uh, I pretty I'm pretty sure I saw it maybe once with Ozzy, um, but. Um, you know, seeing him seeing him play his own material, get down to his own stuff, be dressed in his in his in his own attire, his kilt. Uh, Love you know, the kilt. 
Yeah, you know, and 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 in his in his own element, was quite cool. And and as you said, you do want to watch that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it's it's impressive to to watch and figure out just like the 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 dynamics of that band. Um, the, the, not only not only is there um, a lot of uh, impressive stuff going on as far as the interaction between the artists on stage, as far as how well they play together. Um, I did mention also the fact that like the bass was significantly uh, strong in their set, which mm-hmm. which was good because you don't really get to recognize bass often enough in in metal when it comes to certain artists. Yep. Um, it was certainly good here. And then you got to see like, you know, at the end of the show, they were all like, they, they go around the stage uh, and they're hugging each other and everything like that. And they're all showing each other that, that sign of love and respect and, and whatnot. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it shows you that like hope, like, well, hopefully it's not just a, a bit of an act or anything, but like, you know, there's a, there's a, a bit of, of love there so uh it, yeah and, and there's 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 a a big there's a great this the great energy a great mutual respect there um so it's it's it was it was definitely a very positive experience to say yeah i was i was definitely like i haven't seen zach wild play in a long time i can't remember the last time it was it might have been fucking like Ozfest at like fucking randall's island or some shit like that way back when mm-hmm. back in new york um but it was good to see it. Like, like, and the good thing about it is, is that especially after doing the 10 word review that we did on them earlier this year or late last year, whichever it was, um, where in the past we'd always talked a lot about how the older Zach got, the more like Ozzy he sounded. Mm-hmm. And the fact of the matter is that after the 10 word review and after seeing them live, that's not necessarily the case. I mean, he does have a little bit of that going on, but for the most part, not so much. Yeah. He sounds like Zach Wild. I mean, and like if you hear him talk, like he had a podcast going on for a little while. If you heard him talk, he sings kind of like how he talks. Uh-huh. You know, he's got that 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 Jersey accent going on in some of his in some of his phrasings and stuff like that. Um, that like, yeah, it comes across, and that's that's just how that's just Zach Wild's fucking voice. Yeah. He sounded most like like doing the Aussie voice when he was doing Mafia. Um, otherwise, um, he's he sound for the most part like like as you said himself. Um, I wouldn't say he's matched his voice hasn't matched the sound of uh, how he's how he sounded back on um, Sonic Brew or Stronger Than Death. Oh yeah, that was more gravelly, more growly. Yeah, maybe even nineteen nineteen Eternal. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's uh, I think it's right around um, Blessed Hell Rides when he started to kind of change his style over, and then after Mafia got released, he started to change it back a little bit. And somewhere he's somewhere in between now, and that yeah. comes through. And that comes across live. Yeah, yeah, and it sounds great. Um, I was very pleased that the band was so tight. I'm I'm pleased that his voice was held up. Um, because you never know with the with with uh with you know live acts, you never know what you're gonna get, especially if you haven't seen them for a while. I was very pleased with the way everything sounded for them. They sounded great. Yeah, and I then just, um, I do, I just wish that they they didn't need three songs from the Blessed Hell right in there. So <laughs> yeah, I, w- I could have done for more. I could have done with like anything from Stronger Than Death and like a few more, like one or more from like Sonic Brew or something like that. Yeah, one one of the one of them. Uh, I mean, 
I, I like the song be- the beginning at last, but one of the better songs from from Sonic Brew would have been nicer. But still, all in all, great fucking show. I'm glad I got to see him again. Um, yeah. And that leads to Anthrax. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, of course, they're celebrating their 40th anniversary with this tour, uh, even though their 40th anniversary was two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they open up the the show with like a 10 minute movie of a whole bunch of different artists talking about anthrax. And then we're talking about like dudes like Tom Morello, Dave Mustaine, fucking Chuck D, Gene Simmons, a whole bunch of guys that they, they, they got to, to call or zoom in or something like that. And they, they meshed it all together into this pretty cool movie about like how awesome they are. Um, and then they go into their set and, I thought their set could have been longer. Like they play what nine songs? Um, eleven or twelve total. Oh, really? Okay, so maybe I was wrong. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Um, well, one of them was uh, one of them was uh, one uh, one verse of "Bring the Noise." Right, 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 right. Um, but I was very, I was very pleased with the song selection. I, I really enjoyed the fact that they play. I, I like the fact that they've been playing only, uh, of course, John, some John Bush era stuff. Um, so that's good to, to, that they do that. Mm-hmm. Um, they played in the end, which is of course their song that was dedicated to Dio and the Abbott Brothers. Um, love that song. Probably one of my favorite songs in the last like ten to fifteen years. Love that track. Um, they didn't play anything off of uh, For All Kings, which was a little disappointing, but again, we knew that going into it because it's the 40th anniversary that they're probably going to play mostly older stuff. Um, and their song selection from their older stuff was great too. Um, definitely enjoyed that. I had a lot of fun watching them play. Um, the band is fucking tight as shit. I was happy that Charlie Benanti was there because I know he missed the first couple shows of the tour. Or a couple shows on the tour, and um, Joey Belladonna sounds fucking incredible live. Mm. Oh yeah, he, he sounds funny. fucking incredible live. I think that was the main reason that I wanted to see Anthrax again was to see them with Joey Belladonna. And I gotta say, like, no offense to John Bush, but Joey Belladonna as a frontman is much better. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt a lot more involved, mm. a lot more engaged. With Joey Belladonna, yeah. um, you know he's got some of the, the old school fucking like you know you type shit, but you know what? It works. It's fucking fine. Yeah. It's it's fine. Um, and the crowd was on fucking fire for them, dude. It was great. Oh yeah, yeah. They they got they got really into it. Um, we were we were told to uh, to keep an eye on the uh, pit for Indians. And of course, you know that when they, when they do the the breakdown in the middle and they do the war dance, uh, it's going to go wild. And that's where we stood up and started to get ready to go. But we watched the pit walking the whole way down. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. And again, just, it was good to see Anthrax guy. I mean, the only, like the, I've only seen them once. I've only seen them the one time. That was the one time at the downtown for we come for you all. That's like what yeah. 20, 20 years ago at this point. Like uh-huh. shit, you know. So it was good to see. It's good to see the band in fucking top form for their fortieth anniversary with Joey Belladonna back in the band, kicking ass, mm-hmm. sounding 
so good. Um, and their song selection was great. Um, yeah, it was it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of like this is it's probably one of the best shows I've been to in a while where every single band just absolutely killed it, you know? I think my favorite thing about this is you have you have Frank Bello, uh Scott Ian, Joy Belladonna, and Charlie Benante, who are probably about ten years older than John Denias, who is uh their second guitar player, former former guitarist of Shadows Fall. Mm-hmm. Probably got they've probably got a good at least ten years on them, and yet they're the ones who are stomping around like. Oh like, my god! Yes, like yes. a happy hour at the nursing home. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the, that's the thing too. Like I, I was I was thinking about this while we were watching the bands. Is that like we go out and see some of these newer bands, and they have not even half of the energy that these fifty year old men have up there. Yeah, I mean. Joe fucking Frankie Bello, my fucking God, that guy. He is yeah. a wild man. And of course, fucking Scott Ian doing his fucking stomping around like a fucking crazy guy. And Charlie Benanti is like, wow. What? Like when, when we talk about like metal drummers, his name does not come up enough in all honesty. Like he is a solid ass fucking player. And it's, mm-hmm. he carries that fucking groove throughout all of their songs. Fucking what a show. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty goddamn good. I'm glad I saw it. Yeah, same, same. I I'm glad that my Dallas trip wasn't supposed to be that week and I'm also double glad that my Dallas trip got canceled altogether. So it worked Woot. out. <laughs> Woot. Alright. Um I think pro- my next show is likely to be the actually my next show is likely to be the one that I'm promoting, but after that it'll probably be the Bill Ballo show. Oh, a funny story about that is that I recently saw it advertised uh, on Spotify. You know, they like you know they're like, oh, they're, this guy is coming to fucking town, but they build it in Spotify as him, not as Bill Vallow. <laughs> of course, and I was like, what the fuck? Of course, you know, yeah. just sit there and sell more tickets and get people for sure. excited for so, sure. Um. But yeah, that's that's how that's kind of they could have said just Vilvalo of him or something like that. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, anyway. Um, so I think we're gonna take one more commercial break before we go into the heavy metal and the charts. Cool. Greetings, metalheads. Dan Mack here, and if you're a fan of putting a little heat on your meals, spice up your life with one of the many hot sauce flavors available from our sponsors at Hella Hot Hot Sauce. All natural, no preservative, and California-made Hella Hot Hot Sauce provides small-batch artisan hot sauces made from fruit and pepper blends that emphasize aroma, taste, and, of course, heat. With several flavors available, some seasonal, others year-round, and collaborations with members of Ghoul, Exhumed, Guar, and Hatebreed, there are plenty of options to suit your palate. Head over to HellaHotHotSauce.com and buy up a couple bottles now. All right, and we're back. So let's get started with uh, our last segment of the night, which is going to be heavy metal in the charts. It's going to be a quick one, probably, just because we know how metal goes in the charts, or more so at this point, just counting Taylor Swift albums. I, I think so. I mean, I don't even think we need to go through our preamble right now. We'll 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 just we'll just go right into it if you're ready. Yeah. All right. So top five records for you, sir, are. The number one record of this week is SOS by SZA. Right. 
That number two is Midnight's by Miss Taylor Swift, of course, being her first album in the top 200. Number three is a group called Together uh, Tomorrow Together. Uh, this is the name chapter Temptation EP. Interesting. Number four is Dangerous, the double album, Morgan Wallen. Just when we thought we had him out of the top five for longer than two fucking weeks. Number five is Metro Boomin. Uh, that's the name of the group. And the album is called Heroes and Villains. Okay. And with that, we start our scroll. And I had no idea, but Shania Twain released a new record. Um, it's at number 10, debuting at number 10. Very interesting. All right, now let's get moving. Diamonds by Elton John is at number 17. That's always up there. Always up there. Taylor Swift, Folklore is at number 25. Fleetwood Mac's Rumors is at number 26. Red, Taylor's version by Miss Taylor Swift is at number 27. Followed up by Lover by Miss Taylor Swift at number 29. Already four in the top 30 of the top 200. Queen's Greatest Hits is at number 32. Taylor Swift, 1989, is at number 36. That's her fifth album in the top 200. Creedence Clearwater Revival, Chronicle of 20 Greatest Hits, is at number 45. We are doing the scrolling, the scrolling. Michael Jackson's Thriller is at number 59. Taylor Swift reputation is at number 66. That is her sixth record. Sixth record in the top 200 at 66. Wow. Six at 66. Ha ha ha. It's evil. All right. Still going, moving around here. Bob Marley and the Whalers. Legend, the best of Bob Marley and the Whalers at number 77. Nevermind by Nirvana is at number 86. Journey's Greatest Hits is at number 92. Evermore by Miss Taylor Swift is at number 94. That is her seventh record in the top 100 of the top 200 on Billboard. And now we are heading into the second half. The Essential Michael Jackson is at number 102. Greatest Hits of Guns N' Roses is at number 106. A re-entry is Elvis, 31, number one hits at 111. All right. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers Greatest Hits at number 119. Fearless Taylor's version by Miss Taylor Swift is at number one four zero. Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd is at number one forty four, celebrating its nine hundred and seventieth week on the charts. <laughs> at number one forty nine is the re-entry of the greatest hits of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and follow that up with at one fifty with Speak Now, Miss Taylor Swift. That is her ninth record. If she had one more, she does. She has 10 records out. Yeah, um, she, she does, but I think the first one is that country one. That, that no oh, one 
her very first one, right? Yeah. All right. So now we are scrolling. We already crossed our nine albums for Miss Taylor Swift. Now we're looking for surprises and like just random shit now. At number 164 is Metallica, The Black Album. 165 is Back in Black by ACDC. 166, All Time Greatest Hits by Leonard Skinner. And 167 is Greatest Hits by Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. Number 170 is Greatest Hits by Bon Jovi. At number 172 is Linkin Park Hybrid Theory. And we're almost there. We're in the bottom, bottom quarter, pretty much. Quarter. Bottom quarter. Greatest hits of Fleetwood Mac is at number 189. Uh, Hot Rocks by the Rolling Stones is at number 198. And closing out the top 200 at 200, Miss Irrelevant is a re-entry by Doja Cat. Hot Pink. So that was... That was boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing surprising, nothing out of the ordinary, nothing like, whoa. Uh, no, it's just, no, it's lame. Yeah, I mean, what do we expect, though? I mean, nothing nothing of consequence has really been released that yet this year. Um, but let's see what happens in April. Metallica releases a new album. Um, we'll see where that goes. I, I, I'm sure that next week or so, like the In Flames album will make somewhere and then disappear by the time we speak next. Oh, for sure, for sure. Like, cause like they came out what last week. Mm -hmm. So if anything, I need to check the charts next week, see where see where it debuts. Yeah, and then we'll see when next time we record. It may be very low or off the charts by then. Yep. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So yeah, there's going to be that, um, but nothing consequential with charts this week, and nothing really that that big has gone on lately. It's just been a lot of like like I said, it's been a lot of singles, a lot of a lot of uh, interviews going on apparently, and a lot of festival news getting getting amped up. So nothing yeah, really nothing nothing crazy. All right. Well, like I can live with that, you know. I can I can deal with a little less crazy for a little while. So, yeah, right. yeah. But you know, again, it was kind of a short episode, but that's okay. I think we both could use some sleep. Yeah, for sure. Like I'm I'm ready to go. Waking up early tomorrow. We got hiking with the the kids and uh, the parents tomorrow. So, <sighs> sorry. See My exactly. Heart. No, exactly. <laughs> I was trying to let that out before the uh, before we started, but it it happened. Um, but anyway. Um, warrior and wizard need sleep badly for, for so, sure. Yeah, so uh, until next time, I'm Dan Mack, and I'm Chris Mack, and we are the slime. Yeah, we are. Yeah.